Your support makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Okay. Can you guys hear anything yet? Oh. Yep. There it is. There it is. Shut up. All right. Here we are. Full stop. Full stop, full go. Full full mission to Mars. Full yield. Full uh full full, full deer crossing ahead. <laughs> full moon, full full uh full Fully present, fully real. <laughs> full belly, full hearts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Full, full verine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're he- we're American heroes. Wolverine, ovarine, 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 ovaltine. A woman who births, she just births claws. Ovarine, ovarine. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's something. That's something right there. Overeen. <laughs> it'd be a superhero team and be Overeen and Benverine. Mm-hmm. You know that <laughs> reference. Yes, I do. Overeen and Benverine. He's a he was a musical theater famous I think he was in fame. And he was also the dad in his last name is Vereen. Vereen, yes. I think he was the dad in uh, oh, okay. Webster, the show Webster. Oh, okay, something okay. like that. I can imagine. I can imagine who he is. Overeen, Ovaltine, Ben Vereen, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I know what you mean. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I know what you mean. Uh, you think you intimidate me because uh, you got me my back against these lockers, but I don't know what you mean. How about that? How about this? Uh, you didn't have to hold that S sound for so long. How about this? <laughs> It's like nails on a chalkboard. Ah. Oh, there's a lock in my back. Ugh. Okay. You serpentine bully. Let me unhand me. I'm not afraid of you. I'm the equipment manager for this rugby team, and I'm part of this team too. So if you'll just excuse me. Uh, please keep your consonants to a rational, uh, agreeable level. And don't harass me with your overbearing presence or consonants. Nobody's ever stood up to me before. Oh my God, the new kid's standing up to consonants. The consonants girl. (laughs) I I'm recording this. People are gathering. Okay. Well, it's just that you int- you try to intimidate people by overpronouncing your consonants because you got jagged, brittle rugby teeth, and you know that it really gets on the people's skin. And you're and you're also five eleven. You're taller than everyone. <laughs> and um, I just 
I, I'm the one who brings you water. And I bring you your fresh towels when you're done playing intramural uh, uh, co-ed rugby. And I just, I want, I want some damn respect in this middle school. I want some damn respect. Well, well. Uh oh, how's he gonna well. deal with this? <laughs> those are those are sounds. I guess I'll have to be reasonable. Your God, terms seem yeah. negotiable. Just run. Just run, new kid. Run. <laughs> it isn't worth it. I'm, I can't. My, you you peed your pants? N- <laughs> no, not yet. My work belt is latched onto this locker. I can't. I can't move. But I want you to know. I want you to know something. What's that? This fight's pretty boring. (laughs) I don't fight with my body. I save that for the field. Well... All of life is a field. There's a battle everywhere. There's a battle in the classroom. There's a battle in the hallways. There's a battle when you go home at night. There's a battle dealing with your peers. There's a battle in the lunchroom. There's a battle against yourself. What? There's a battle against your family. There's a battle to discover who you are. There's a battle to remain true to yourself despite outside influences and peer pressure. There's a battle between you and God. I don't know if I'm going to lunch. There is a battle. What do you mean? I'm going to lunch. If you're going to have that Shakespearean diction, then you should examine the themes of life that are of Shakespearean proportion. I'm not just hungry. I'm not going to lunch today. Maybe you should take over as captain of the intramural rugby team. No, thank you. Here's a towel and a Powerade. Get your ass out there. Thanks. See. (laughs) (laughs) That felt like the most experimental scene we've done. Really? (laughs) I mean, besides Sean Wicken's little uh, little experiment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is experimental. We naturally just did a lot. (laughs) I really had to examine, like, what consonant sounds I could elongate (laughs) and, like, what consonant sounds I was like. There's a lot happened, a lot of technical technical work. Yeah. Um, This is No Suggestion, an improv comedy talk show on Radio Free Brooklyn, an independent listener-supported radio station. Thanks for listening. Your support keeps us going. You can look us up, Google us. Find the uh, Radio for Brooklyn mobile app and listen to this to us on that. There's yeah. also a podcast yeah. that comes out every week. And this week, yeah. uh, I'm Ralph and Xavier Pearson. That's me. Co-host. This Co-host. week, we welcome a uh, special guest, Maria Schroeder. Shre- 
Straight. It's Schrader. <laughs> Schrader. Like, okay, here's the secret, though. Okay. It's Schrader. This is why I like. I wasn't trying to like make you guess. Mm-hmm. It's Schrader, but I say I say Schroeder. Wow. Because choice for 28 years. I just I turned 28 yesterday. So for 28. Happy birthday, <laughs> Scorpio. Scorpio. Whoa, you Scorpio. knew immediately. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. That's <laughs> oh, why. That's why. Your birthday, Rob. Yeah, it's. Coming up. Oh, it's coming up? Oh, no. Let me change my life. My birthday <laughs> okay. is November 19th. Okay. I'm so secretive about it for no reason. Oh, wow. You put it on the air now. Well, there's <laughs> never been a reason to make it secret. I just... Yeah. You just like... Sometimes just, you like sneak it by without anyone knowing. Have you ever done that? I I, I think you know that that's most of what I do. <laughs> is sneak by without anyone knowing. That's most of what I do, and I have no good reason for doing it. I'm not shy. I'm not I don't not want the attention. I'm just I'm just I just want to be sneaky. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> um so yes, yeah, Scorpio. I feel like but if you're a Scorpio, you probably I don't know, you're like a there's some Scorpios that are bright. Scorpio is supposed to be like dark and like subterranean, but some are very yeah. bright, which I feel you are a bright Thank spirit. You. Yeah, um, some people are surprised when and like yeah. I don't know a lot about astrology. I respect it. I just have never dug very deep into it. But I'm you like a, don't belong in Bushwick. But <laughs> go ahead. I am a triple Scorp, so I'm like whoa! A Scorpio. triple Scorpio. Whoa, yeah, that's moon, moon rising, rising and, and ascending sun. sun? Whoa. Yeah. ascending and rising are the same. Whoa, yeah. okay. You're a tr- wow. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> everything. I wow. know that's that's the reaction I get is like people don't expect that. <laughs> yeah, I expect you to be an all black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just I don't know, just like slinking around. Hi guys. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I have a generally a sunny disposition. Yeah. yeah. You're like a you you have the disposition of a summer baby or a yeah. spring yeah. baby. Yeah. You're a fall baby. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's so. I don't like horoscopes, but mm-hmm. I do. Zodiacs seem you, to make a lot of sense. You to like me. the birth charts type stuff. Yeah, it always seems to. Because to me, it makes sense. It's not a woo woo mystical thing. It's like if you're born in the part of the year where everything is dying, or if you're born in the part of the year where everything's dead, or if you're born in the part of the year where everything's sunny and bright, that I feel like that usually reflects in your meet, your demeanor, in your yeah. manner. Yeah, you know I mean, I just think that that seems to make sense, but it's not always. But sometimes it shows up in surprising ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect that. Anyway, uh, so happy birthday. It was Thank yesterday. You. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How do you feel about birthdays? How did you celebrate your birthday? Okay. Um, I actually love birthdays. Um, It's my... Second favorite holiday. Um, What's your first? My first is New Year's Eve. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, I, not love- a Scorpio. I feel like they're not a Scorpio. Not a Scorpio wouldn't say that, but okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you are a Scorpio, so yeah. I'm completely Triple wrong. Scorp. <laughs> um, that's I'm in disguise. I mean, yeah. you know, like, unless I'm really a Pisces and just nobody ever told me that I was actually, like, born in March. Yeah. Mm. Um. But I I like New Year's Eve because it's very reflective. Mm. It's a really <laughs> that's a good yeah. thing to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really beautiful. Just like the whole day, I kind of get to reflect on like you know 
like how am I different on this day from this day the year before? And then like the people that, you know, I get to surround myself with on the new year is like to bring in the new year is always really beautiful. Um, and I just have like, you know, good memories from almost every year. Mm, And, um, but so my birthday I feel like is really similar. So yeah, just like kind of being like, Oh, where was I? And how did I feel about myself and my life when I woke up like on my 26th birthday and like on my 14th birthday? Um, but so this year I just, I mean, I worked and then, um, my boyfriend PJ and I went to dinner and then I'm going to celebrate on Saturday. Mm. So that's going to be like the big, we're going to go to dinner with, um, he made a reservation for 20 people and then we're going to go to Marie's crisis and just Mm. whoever wants to come. And, I don't know what that is. Oh, Marie's. no, me neither. It's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> it is. It's a basement in the West Village, and it's the one of the oldest, if not the oldest, um, gay bars in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a karaoke bar, but like they have a piano player, and that sits there and plays show tunes all night, and everybody just gathers around the piano and sings along huh. all night, just imperfectly wow. together oh, i never heard of this That's, it's, yeah i feel like i should have heard of this yeah but it's incredible it's yeah. very like community based it's yeah. really beautiful yeah it sounds sounds yeah it sounds like a good time yeah yeah so that's what we're gonna do for my birthday um and i'm really excited um a million a million thoughts are coming to my head and they're not <laughs> Hitting the target, they're not forming. I am a big. It's funny because I don't probably because I don't know a lot of show tunes mm-hmm. or like musical theater songs, but I'm a huge karaoke person. Fair. Very. I can't escape it. I hosted karaoke for seven years, and I think the reason that I love it, I hosted for many years, and I was, I was first of all, I wasn't a DJ most of the time. I was a host, which is, is okay. separate. You know, there was I didn't a separate, were separate. Well, in the company I worked for, there's okay. an innovation they did where they they don't do it as much anymore. But there was a host and a DJ, so I was a host for many years, and um, and I was really good at it. I was maybe the greatest that there ever was. And I think uh, the thing that I learned about it, what that I think, like that I subconsciously knew that came to the front was like, oh even though I do this mostly in the Lower East Side or Williamsburg or Bushwick, and this is a bunch of very modern, very hip, you know, creative, intellectual, intelligentsia, like, you know, hipster. The thing about karaoke, I think I said this on the Lissa Mandel podcast too, what I really discovered, especially when my parties would turn into dance parties, and I'm sure it's like this at Marie's Crisis probably sometime, is uh, really... At the end of the day, really, it's just church. That's yeah. why it's so special and so beautiful. That's the thing that people are really coming, even if they're just singing Nine Inch Nails or, or you know, I mean, Cardi B. It's just church. Everybody wants to come together and sing something and celebrate something. I think that's like a need in people. And it's like, yeah, like you said, the happiest place on earth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really like a place for community. Mm. All right, gather around the fire, everyone. Ooh. Uh, this is a good day of work. I feel like we've 
we've gotten one day closer to getting the getting oil, striking oil. Mm, man, oh. I really can't wait. Every day, I hope that it's the day that we're gonna strike oil, and each day it's not. Yeah. Um. Each day I wake up and I say, this is finally the day we're going to strike oil. And uh, then every day I go to bed and I say, well, maybe tomorrow. Yes, yes, I understand. Okay, Ralphie, Tam, it's, it's, it is, it's, 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 it can itch at you. The oil can, can get deep into your skin if you don't, if you, if you let it take over you. That's why we got to just gather around the fire and just really let, let, let go of it all. Let go of the day. Just gather. Yeah, it's nice to gather and just let it go. Toss your cares into the fire. I wrote, a, I wrote a little song for y'all. Oh, great. To ease, you, to ease you guys off. Let's oh, hear it, Jeff. I need it. I need it. Ralphie and I need it. I'm mm-hmm. just... Now, I'm not a music-making man, but... Just whatever song you got is going to help us just release our cares and our expectations into the fire and just surrender to the night and the moon and the stars. Help us... Get to a place of surrender and sing from the heart, Jeff. All right. Except believe that the oil is down there and we just haven't gotten to it yet. But we'll be repaid for our patience and our diligence and determination. All right. Let's just sit back and just close your eyes and just think of some think of just a happy place and let me oh. just sing my little song. Oh, Jeff, I can't wait. Hmm. Today I made friends with a scorpion. <laughs> Today, I made him my pal. He snipped me in my leg and my scorpion pal. All right, uh, Ralphie, I I really appreciate the support that you're offering. Mm -hmm. This is, Jeff, this just ain't hit me right. It's ain't hit you right. This is, (laughs) I don't know how how else. Maybe it's this rock I'm sitting on. I'm sitting on a kind of a. Around this campfire, I'm sitting on a, maybe a, like a. Uh, let me let me just sit in the dirt and then we'll, let's start the song again. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, you want me to start the song over? Just start it from the top. You know what? I'm 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 think I'm still feeling some angst and some anxiety, and I really need the release. And I appreciate that you took the time. To yes, write you a song. guys worked yourself to the bone, and I've I've you know I've you know I've written this from the heart. Ralph, I'm sorry. I love the support you were doing. Jeff, you 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 took the time to write a, a lovely song. Let's hear it. I'm I'm sitting on the dirt now. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'd appreciate fire. you know if you just let me do a full rendition. I mean, but I understand that's warranted. I cut you off, and this was a this was a, a sacred moment. Will you? Do you forgive me, Ralphie? Of course I do. You are totally forgiven. In fact, you know what? I'll sit on the dirt pile with you so you can we can really feel the spirit of the song together. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I I did I, I have written a couple songs, so I, maybe I'll just skip the skip that one. Okay. Oh, I feel bad. All right. No, no, no. You know, I'm here to I'm here to make you guys I'm trying to make you guys comfortable, okay? We started this company and I'm uh, I'm I, I'm 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 I feel responsible in a way. For all this bullshit you're going through. It's been Excuse 18 my months. Language. It's been 18 uh, interesting, adventurous months, but it's been 18 of them. It has been a really long time, Jeff. I have, uh, I've kind of run out of uh, spirit to make the tater tot hot dish. 
the ink rolls down from the paper like blood. <laughs> like blood. Like blood. Okay, see, Jeff, that one's kind of bringing us down a little oh, bit. I, thought, I was hoping that maybe it would help if Ralphie had added a, a musical flourish, maybe, but that oh. it didn't feel like there was a room for it. Yeah, Ralphie, usually you're very quick with flourishes. You didn't have anyone for that? The spirit just kind of has to move me, and that just kind of flattened my spirit a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, it, it just kind of... Oh, no, Ralphie. It, there's just... There is a lot of blood. <laughs> There's okay. not a blood. I got to speak to the elephant in the room. Ten of us have died. <laughs> Ten of us have died on this expedition to, to try to sap the oil out of the unyielding earth. My God, it's been 18 months we've been here trying to pull oil out of this earth manually by hand. Why don't we have tools and machinery? <laughs> if I ever do get the oil, I feel like it would just slip out of between my fingers, you, you know? Like <laughs> Ralphie's wife is 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 sick and pregnant. All right. She's, she's got diphtheria. <laughs> All right. I I know that. Okay. You guys think I don't I I don't pay attention. I've seen how much our numbers have dwindled, okay? Dear and I'm God. trying to raise morale. Dear God. I'm trying to raise our morale. Send us a song that will give us some release, some reprieve that will help us heal from this ordeal, from the unyielding, unforgiving rocky earth that won't deliver up to us. It's 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 Texas tea. Please give us one song. Jeff, please. Ralphie has begun. To, the tears have just begun to make track marks. Okay, the I dirt. think this one will hold you guys. This one will bring, really bring it in. Okay. This one will really hold you guys up. <laughs> Lift us up. Lift you guys up. Deep down in hell, there's a fire <laughs> burning up in the world. Burning up. Burning inside that hell. Burning inside that hell. But if you look deep inside, deep, deep, deeper inside that hellish land, you'll see. And then Mephistopheles lives there. I'm afraid my wife's going to hell when she dies of diphtheria. She's, she's got to repent deep in the hell. Look, there's no oil here. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Scene. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was... Yeah. That was deep. Yeah. (laughs) You just went for it. That was great. Yeah. I really want to know how long Jeff... Jeffrey has known that there's no oil. <laughs> this is very uh uh what's the what's the name of that movie? Uh There will be blood. There will be blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it did eventually become that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead of him rising to become the Richard Va- Missy, you know. There's just nothing. Yeah, he yeah. just finds nothing. Woo. And he's still terrible. <laughs> um so we were talking before about what was the thing that I was saying? Oh, Okay, okay, okay. I want to try to remember this. Okay, so I I feel like 
for me in college, you studied theater in college, musical yes. theater. Yes. That was a sp- particular major. There was there was th- also a theater major. There was a BFA in musical theater, which is what I got. And then there was a BFA in acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we studied very close with the acting majors because we learned very much the same acting curriculum. Mm. And then also a music and singing curriculum and then a dance curriculum on top of that. The dance curriculum was with the BFA dance majors. Um, so there's also BFA in dance. And then there's a BFA in like any like theater tech. So like stage management, uh, sound design, lighting design, set design. Um, and then there was just a or not just there was also a BS in theater and a BA in theater. Um, I'd say there, yeah. there's always some BS in theater. <laughs> Come on. Now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what okay this is what i'm curious about i feel like there is a it's not it's not a hard divide it's not contentious but there is a divide between people who are like i want to do theater and i want to do musical theater of oh, course yeah. there's an overlap there's a huge overlap mm-hmm. but there's factions how can you what thoughts or feelings do you have about that because i've always been curious about a musical theater person's perspective on that I think that um, that's a good question. I think that people that want to do musical theater are somebody said it kind of like, you know, doing musical theater and like studying acting, for example, it's kind of like being a doctor and just studying a different part of the body. But I think that there's and so like neither one is necessarily better than the other. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think that with musical theater sometimes there's a little bit more of like a um how do i want to call it like sometimes it's there's a lot more like extroversion there's and mm. with um just straight acting i feel like there's a lot more like really get to know myself type of thought that mm. like there's a okay. lot of crossover and they definitely exist in both but i think that sometimes like one because I think, and both too, like I was talking in therapy about internal versus external validation. And I think one thing in musical theater is that it's important to just not need like the external validation, but also there's a lot more like external performance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It's like you need to be big and and have a big scale. So you need to be able to go there without outwardly people. Yeah. Like you need to just be able to get there. Whereas an actor, actor is like really trying to go to the audience. Yeah. And can really, I feel like they're a lot more because both, you know, and there's a lot of crossover between both too. Like I know when I was in college, there were some musical theater majors that did more plays than musicals because they just ended up liking them better and they just ended up working better, but they still wanted the, you know, like musical and like dance training. Um, But yeah, there's a lot more when it's like straight acting, there's not, you know, like a kind of like singing and dancing and like, this is how great my voice sounds to hide behind, which like, because I have always been a singer first my whole life. And so I've been able to kind of like hide behind that ability and not really like look within myself to be like, well, how do I connect with this role? What do I think, you know, about this? And like, who do I think this character is as a person? 
Um, whereas with, you know, just straight up acting, that's that emotional relationship is what you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sort of I think especially in America in the last few years, there's a sort of rejection of theatricality. You know, yeah. Actors really want to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm real yeah. with it. I really <laughs> am this character. Mm-hmm. I am Abraham Lincoln. Felt like I was starting a scene, but I don't think I was. But anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, no, I was like, I was ready. I was like, oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I think I already did this bit. I I talked last night or today something about Daniel Day-Lewis and Abraham Lincoln. So I didn't, uh, I didn't want to. Didn't want to go there. I rejected my own. Your own, <laughs> own scene. Offer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 that's so, that's so interesting. Yeah. I think you put it so, um, uh, Eloquently, yeah. Thank I really, you. I really, uh, huh. That's such an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because I really feel like there, there are those, there are those factions. Um, how do you, uh, how do you get to? What do you think? It is it just because of singing? Like, how do you get to really? Just like, oh, musical theater is this thing I want to pursue with my life. What do you think in your own reflection, if you've made any, how do you think you, what do you think brought you to that? Um, I think it was. Because you do a lot of musical improv. Yeah. And which, that's. Let's plug some of that. You do a yes, jam do. at the pit. Um, Every Monday at 930, uh, my boyfriend PJ and I host a musical improv jam at the pit. And that is just joy. It mm-hmm. is such a fun time. Yeah, yeah. Um, musical jams are so fun. Yeah, it yeah. is so supportive. It's such a great environment. Um, I am on a musical megawatt team at the Magnet. Um, we don't have a team name yet. Oh. We just we just <laughs> formed last week. Um, we were just you know cast last week. Auditions happened last weekend. So I'm gonna pitch a name. Yes, just joy. Just, just joy. joy. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm we just talked. Yeah. We talked backstage briefly. Someone was like, born warm. And <laughs> to be honest, like we all loved it, but we were all like, if you've seen 30 Rock, we were like, that's kind of like the rural juror. Uh, like, yeah. we don't think we can do it. Yeah. Um, but so that's every Thursday, except for every third Thursday um, at the Magnet. Um, and that rotates between starting at seven and starting at nine. Um, and then I am on a musical improv team called Hell Yeah that performs. We have a monthly slot at the pit. Um, and our next show is November 18th. Woo! But so, That's the day before my birthday. Also uh-huh. Owen Wilson's birthday. Oh, okay. oh, you share a birthday with Owen Wilson? No, his birthday is the day before mine. Oh, gotcha. Who do you share so, a birthday with? Larry King, rest in peace. Mm. Calvin Klein. K, 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 um, K. CK. What's the guy who used to be married to to Jane Fonda? Ted Turner. Okay. Wasn't uh, that uh, Kurt Russell? No, no, no. That's Goldie Hawn. He's a he's a rich like uh he's just a he's the guy who created CNN. Uh, Ted Turner, Larry King, Meg Ryan, uh, the lady from West Wing, the tall lady. Beats me. I forget her name. Uh, and then there's a couple other people that I can't remember. I sure, uh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, do you know who you share a birthday with? Your birthday was yesterday. Yeah, uh, there's like a couple presidents. Whoa. It's so funny because anytime somebody else, like not like a person that I meet, but like if a historical figure <laughs> has my birthday, I'm like, no, that's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can share a birthday with me. It's my birthday. <laughs> uh, Gwen, it's okay. We're just having a joint birthday party. I thought it would be easier to to do. I'm I'm really sorry, Phyllis. I just I thought this would be easier to just join our birthday Mm-mm. celebrations. Nope, you don't understand, Tabitha. This is my birthday, so I'm gonna need to keep this day all about me. Uh, it's fine. I mean, can we just return the cake, and uh, I can I could just do mine tomorrow. Uh, okay, that's fine. It's just I've I've uh, Gwen. I've never seen you behave this way, and you're usually so good about sharing. Please come down off the couch. <laughs> Never! Listen, I am usually a very, very, very nice lady. Yeah, you're usually so sweet, Gwen. And and Mm -hmm. we don't have to... The party hasn't started yet, and it's in in three days. We don't have to do this. You already did it! We're just discussing the, the option of it. If there is one thing, one thing that makes me snap... Gwen... Put the knives down. I my just... God. Oh, my God. I'm, Phyllis, I'm so sorry. It's, you can. It's all right. But I mean, Gwen, I was also born today. I hate to say that. Okay. Okay. Phyllis and her daughter share a birthday and we thought we'd all just get together and have a party. If there is one thing that I cannot deal with. It is sharing my birthday. You're five years old. That is five years that this day has been mine. You're trembling. You're trembling and shaking. Please, please, Gwen. I love you. I love you too. Oh my God, you're levitating. Oh, we love you too. You're levitating. Oh my God, my daughter! Please, it's, it can only there can there can be only one. There'll be two cakes. We'll have two cakes. It's not good enough. It's just it has to be just my day. Okay, what what if it's an out? It's a backyard barbecue party, themed. Uh, 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 a Lilo and Stitch or Moana themed, but it's still a shared party. I like Moana. I. The only theme can be Gwen. The only theme can be Gwen. Gwen, can we get? We can't get Gwen plates. We, Gwen. Oh my God! Look at the china. In our dining room. Oh, my God. It all says Gwen. <laughs> Gwen. Gwen, please. I am unstoppable. <laughs> See. <laughs> but so, yeah, no one shares my birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want to I take that clip. I am unstoppable. <laughs> 
I want to pitch that as your as your as your team name. I am unstoppable. Can I Hell just yeah. say I have a I don't. Okay, should I? Say, I'm gonna say this. I don't like the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Automatic. When there's an improv team, we have a goofy name and a goofy picture. I don't. I would like to see one team once have just like a name like um like uh territory and they just have like a <laughs> serious picture like you know what i mean and they're yeah. like a completely a comedy team and mm-hmm. they're just like yeah we don't yeah we don't fuck around yeah this is serious yes i i yeah. don't know because there's so much of like yeah. We're crazy, you know what I mean? And I just, ah. Yeah, I'm sure teams have done There's so many teams that have been formed. I'm sure there's had to be one or two have done I that. I want it. I want it. I don't know. I have a, a built-in <laughs> terrible, and I want to know if if you resonate with this or if you, I have a built-in uh, 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 not dissatisfaction because there's yeah. many things I'm very thrilled about. Mm-hmm. But I have a built-in cr- uh, critic in me. I, I, uh, you guys know what Rotten Tomatoes is? Yeah. yeah. I think Rotten Tomatoes blew up really in like the last, let's say, five, six years. Mm-hmm. I was reading Rotten Tomatoes like in 2000. Yeah. Religiously. Yeah. Reading criticism. Mm-hmm. I have like a critic in me that's very loud and uh, that is both for praise and for criticism. I really, when I really love something, I'm effusive about it but i have this in me what how where where are you oriented in relation to that um in relation to a critic within myself yes oh critic within myself um yeah i mean i have a complex where like i just never feel good enough i'm very hard on myself that's inward it's self-directed oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm, mine is not like that (laughs) (laughs) Mine is outward to everything else. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm very, very hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, like, set out to achieve something, I'm like, I got to do it faster than everyone else. And, like, be- like you know, I got to, like, really just hit the ground running and go. Mm. Um, which is just way too much to ever expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds like a lot, and it sounds especially the speed part. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. This this coming birthday for me will take me. I'll be two years from forty. I'll be thirty eight. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, and so, uh, uh. I have a, th- I, I, you know, one of the first things I read when I moved to New York was I read a biography of Charlie Chaplin, mm. who Charlie Chaplin was world famous when he was 22 or 24. You know what I mean? So that's Chaplin Brando. You know what I mean? That's James Dean, like young and fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I really relate to that. Like, oh, get there, do it. But now I'm, entering by force entering this place where i'm like coming to terms with the speed at which i'm moving toward whatever i'm moving toward but also enjoying that and going like well maybe 
other possibilities or other speeds are going to be even more rewarding yeah. as opposed to like i'm gonna i gotta get there i'm not i'm not good enough i'm not fast enough i'm not strong enough i don't know what i want to hear if you have any more thought about your own reflections and that or how that's developing for you as you're you're now two years from 30 yes i am um i am 10 years younger than you yep um <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yes, you are. <laughs> um, yes, you are. I just realized that because um, I didn't. You. I didn't actually know how old you were. Just um, <laughs> letting it all out. Two years yeah. from forty. I'm almost thirty-eight, and I just yeah. turned twenty-eight. Yes. Um, but when I did my New York showcase, because part of that like critical, like voice within myself always used to compare myself to other people and compare myself to like how they were doing and how that use that as a metric for like how I was doing. Like I did that when I was in college a lot. And when I did my senior showcase, one of the agents said that um, you can't move forward if you're looking to the side. (laughs) And a bar. yeah. Yeah. And that was, a really like I mean I wrote that down and like I still have that notebook because I just I write a lot of things down by hand and journal and um so I kept and I never ever forgot that yeah can't move forward if you're looking to the side I've heard I've heard a a, a parallel um uh axiom which is uh keep your eyes on your own paper yeah 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 I can't move forward if you're looking to the side it's funny because. I don't think I look to the side a lot. I try not to. I don't think I suffer from comparing myself, Mm -hmm. but I do. I think so. Here's I think I only look forward. I like my mind is like almost exclusively in the future. Yeah. And that I feel hinders me. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not in the moment and I'm only thinking about a, a goal, but I'm not thinking about myself in it and like my own growth. I'm not thinking um, holistically about who I am mm-hmm. as a, I'm not thinking about my life. I'm only thinking about the career and the goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, so it's like my life is kind of dragging behind my career. Yeah. I'm just dragging it along with me. Everything's in relation to what you, what you're thinking that, what that goal is. Yep. Up ahead. Instead yeah. of being in relation to, I don't know itself or just being to me itself to me being alive yeah or to you yeah and having a life yeah yeah self the self critical have you had any epiphanies about that lately about being self critical uh, has that yeah how- actually when I I was really nervous for my uh, musical megawatt callback and I know that like you and I had talked about it on Friday and I remember that you had said um i don't remember this at all okay you, it was like we were at the <laughs> jam and it was the friday like i had had the audition that friday and i was gonna have the callback that sunday i didn't know if i had a callback yet um and i remember you saying like you can't let a house team validate you mm. and i remember digesting that information immediately and being like so if i don't get on that doesn't invalidate me and then i remember i woke up the next morning and i was still thinking about what you said and i was like 
And if I do get on, that can't validate me. Yep. Like the only person, the only thing that can validate me is me. Yeah. And so I spent, um, I happened to, because of like happenstance, um, I, you know, like went to the callback with a few other people and they went the hour before me. So I spent the hour before, you know, while they were in the callback, just journaling. And I, uh, w- like, I was taught in auditions class when I was in college that you, um, like, to control what you can control, which I think is generally really good life advice. Control what you can control. Um, and in an improv audition, there's so much less that I can control. Mm. There's a lot that I can control, but there's so much less that I can control. Um, but so I remember like writing down, you know, like I can be disappointed in the circumstances, but I can't be disappointed in myself. Mm. Um, and I remember saying to myself when I was like 16, I remember, and, you know, I really started doing a lot of auditions and, you know, not just getting everything that I auditioned for. Um, I remember being like, I can put my best foot forward, but it's just not always going to fit the shoe. Mm. Um, and I am somebody that, you know, I had surgery on both of my feet. So my feet are like major surgery on both my feet. So my feet are very, very sensitive, um, to shoes specifically. So I'm never, never, ever, ever mad at my feet, even though they are, they have five screws and a plate in each foot. Like they're very, it's a, it's a good metaphor. I'm never mad at my foot when it doesn't fit into a shoe or when a shoe won't work because like the soles need to be rubber so that there's a lot of give because I had bunion surgery. So it's like right on the joint where it's very sensitive. Um, and still, you know, I'm still in quite a lot of pain. Um, but I'm always just like, well, fuck these shoes. Um, can we say that on here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm always like, fuck these shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm never, or like, what? Why don't you know? I'm never mad at ever, like mad at or resentful of my feet. So I'm like, why, you know, if I like don't, and I actually don't really audition for anything anymore because I, my goal is to make musical improv my full time job. Um, but I remember always being like, well, what was wrong with me? Why wasn't I good enough? As opposed to being like, everything with my feet is fine. Everything with me is fine. Um, you know. It's okay if it doesn't fit. It's okay if these shoes don't fit. I'll just find you some other. You can't shoes. be mad at your feet. Be <laughs> mad at the shoe. <laughs> That's a message for y'all. Oh, brilliant. It's brilliant, man. You can't be upset at your back. Get upset at the shirt. Thank you, Linus. Yeah, you can't be upset at your eyes. Be upset at the glasses. Mm. 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 You can't be upset with the desert. Be upset with the sun. Yeah, you can't be upset with your lactose intolerant digestive system. Be upset with the dairy. Homogenize. Yeah, you can't be upset with the 
with the car. Yeah, come on now, you got you got you it. You can't be upset with your driving skills. Yeah. Be upset with the car. The steering is misaligned. Yeah. You can't be upset with the fact that Kurt Angle did not win the championship belt oh. in 2001. Be upset with the wrestling commission. Is it is it nap time yet? This is youth group. This is church youth group. Mm-hmm. Okay? First we do the sermon, then we have snack, then you have a nap before the adult service is ended. But me and Linus are your pastor, your youth pastors. And we're here giving you a, a message, a reading, a word. Mm-hmm. It's, maybe it's not particularly from the Bible, but it's from the book of Peter and Linus. You can't be upset. I want to go to sleep. With your freckles. Be upset with your melanin. You can't be upset with your tiredness. Be upset with oh no, that one doesn't work. Oh, that one doesn't work. Let's Peter, re, because let's revise it. Okay, let's that in, one's in motion. With us. Let's re-engineer okay. it, what, what reverse right? and build it back. You can't be upset with your heavy eyelids. Be upset with your fatigue. Yeah, you can't be upset with time management. Mm. Be upset with the concept of time. Oh! You can't be upset. Oh, yes. With your your pastor. (laughs) Okay. Be upset with God. Oh, okay, okay. See, that one again, we're going to have to walk back. Let's walk that one back back and rework it. You're not... You didn't do anything wrong. What if I'm not a Christian? Uh, you can't. You can't be, be upset, upset with, with the, the Bible. Bible. Be, be upset, upset with, with. Well, be upset with God. No, 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 no. Okay, this is not okay. The, we got to come out of the book of Peter and Linus. And go right. into the book of the book of uh, the book of the Bible. The book of the Bible. You can't be upset with the word of God. The word of God. Be upset with with words. words. Be upset with, with words, words themselves. <laughs> They're failing us. See. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to talk you so you talked about your parents are statisticians yes and they have a uh i don't want to call it their philosophy i don't want to be reductive but you said kind of the a way that one way they look at things is you do this step and this step and then this step yes so because they um it's kind of interesting because like i've broken it down into a couple different perspectives so they do they're very like linear like, for example, if you're, you know, walking from like 71st and West End to, you know, like uh, 29th and 7th, 
there's like a million different ways to, you know, like walk through to get there Mm -hmm. to my parents. They have, you know, like one route and they don't navigate the city. That's just like an example. They'll have one route that they're comfortable with. And if you like turned and like went down seventh instead of like going down eighth and then turning, they'd be like, you're going the wrong way. They're yeah, they're very or they have a very linear view of, you know, like you you go to college or you go to high school and you get good grades and you go to college and you major in what you want to do. And then you go to graduate school and you get the exact same degree and then you start working and it's just like a um, like steps and steps and steps. Yeah, that's funny. There's only one way anything ever gets done, really. For well, them. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm well, curious, Xavier, how do you relate to this? sort of philosophy or approach or outlook yeah i mean just hearing it right now i just think <laughs> i just think it's a funny concept personally how do i relate yeah. to it to that specific out specific outlook i mean there's no real immediate emotional reaction but i i i would having having to deal with that i think would be frustrating for me yeah and they've they've lightened up a lot since their child got a musical theater degree. Yeah. <laughs> like but yeah, they also um and you know like my relationship with my parents has changed a lot now that I'm an adult and has become, you know, a lot more of like them getting to know me and me getting to know them, but yeah. when I was mm-hmm. growing up, it was a little bit more of like look at the data, see what the data says <laughs> and like you know like make decisions based on that so it's like 60 percent of girls between you know 15 and 18 become sexually active so my parents would be like all right well there's a 60 percent chance that maria is going to become sexually active as opposed to you know just like talking to me and you know like getting to know me and realize that i that wasn't something that i was interested in what is the uh sorry i just uh i don't want to interrupt you i know you're getting ready for school Uh, uh sorry uh yes I uh, just want to know. I'm going. I'm just going to the kitchen to make some eggs. Uh, what is the chances that you're going to become sexually active in the uh, next twelve months? I'm sorry. Oh, are you asking her? Was it? Are you asking her now? Yeah, uh, Taylor. I- I'll be asking you the same. I'm. Uh, I'm just talking to your sister right now, uh, Crystal. I just want to know, uh, Taylor. The same question for you. Just I'm in the hallway between your rooms. I just want to let. I uh, just want to uh, you guys to. Let me know so I can report to your mom. What is to to your mom? Uh, we both want to know what is the chances. You know, Taylor, you're 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 13. Your sister is 16. What is the chances you're going to be sexually active in the next 12 months? Uh, Give me a percentage or maybe some sort of ratio. Um, that dad, that seems like a really weird question. I'm not sure. Uh, if you hurry up, because I want to. Oh, I forgot to turn the oven on because I want to warm up your hot pockets for um, lunch. On what side are you on, Dad? Because I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, this giving seems. You. This seems like you just kind of want objective numbers. Um, I'm not sure what answer you're looking for. Yeah, here. what do you what do you fish it for? I'm just wondering because I'm. I just there's a lot going on today, but this has been on my mind and on your mom's mind. Um, I know that Taylor, you have a, a piano recital today, which I'm very excited for. And Crystal, you got soccer practice this afternoon. And uh, I just I'm swamped with work today, but I wanted to get this out of the way. What are the chances if you had to estimate if you had to kind of thumb it, you know, uh, what are the chances that you're going to become sexually active in the next 12 to 14 months? So your mother and I can prepare either to be preemptive or to be supportive if you're going to become sexually active. 
Um, well, if I... We won't be mad. Okay. You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. What are the chances? What are the... You know, from 1 to 100, or from 1 to 10, that you're going to become sexually active. I'm assuming we're going from a zero. Maybe, Taylor, you're, you're 13. Crystal, you're 16. I'm assuming you're at a zero. Maybe you're at a different number in the spectrum. What are the chances you're going to go? Yeah, I think I'm still at a zero. Um, speaking, yeah, I've, uh, I was really just kind of more preoccupied with my, uh. Kids, your mom says there's, we're out of Capri Suns. We're oh. out of Capri Suns. Um, that's, I, I really like Capri Suns. Um, I can we I, can pick some up on the way to school, but we'll have but, to move. I, yeah, quickly. I would really want a Capri Sun. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. Also, are my uh, shin guards out of the dryer? Oh my god! See, that's another thing I forget. Kids, if you can just quickly come up with a number, maybe I'll come back and get the number, it's, and we'll walk out. This feels okay. like you should already have a number, Dad. You've done it. You're you. I feel like you know us. You. Yeah, you're. You, I've made my own estimate, and I want to compare. Your mother and I have come up with our own numbers. And we want to compare and contrast. Oh, All so right. you've done somewhat of a control group over right. there. Estimate. Okay. Yes. Um, well, who do you do you want to go first? Or you want uh, me? Sure. I guess I guess I can go first, Taylor. I'm the oldest, so I usually do go first. Um, I appreciate that. If I had to make an estimate, I between soccer practice and marching band and um, the debate team, I. Uh, and all my honors classes. Mm-hmm. I you give me a number. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Um, I don't really have a lot of time to fit yeah, in just sexual number, activities. So I, uh, I would say maybe like a zero to perhaps like a two percent chance. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say a full no, two. Okay, put you guys are going. You're going to be homeschooled the rest of this year. No, going to be Dad. home. Yeah, we're going to homeschool Dad. you. Okay, and now we're going to church. Let's oh, go to church. I think mine's 100%. Oh, no. All right. Scene. Scene. This has been No Suggestion. We love you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it's still a minute left. Maria, plug your shows again one more time. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yes. So every Monday at 9.30, I host the musical improv jam at the pit. Yes. Um, and then every Thursday, most Thursdays, um, I am on a musical megawatt team at the Magnet. And then once a month, I do um, a musical improv show at the pit called Hell Yeah. And then my Instagram is at uh, Schroeder, not stirred, or Schra- it's Schrader, not stirred, but <laughs> it's spelled like Schroeder. Um, yeah. All right. That is, and that is it. I think that's time. <laughs> this has been Radio Free Brooklyn. No suggestion. We love you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Yay.